So welcome everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Nitro Markers the podcast. And as you know growth is no destination just checkpoints. And in today's checkpoint we have a very special person. If I'm saying special like uh we've known each other for like more than a decade actually. It's quite amazing in terms of how you can know someone for that long and then you reconnect in this sort of space and then it's still just a beautiful space and mostly it's a space to grow so today i have with me tandeka and she is this very brilliant um amazing kind-hearted as far as i still remember person you know she has this vibrant smile and um what i've also realized along the years uh she's been on the path of growth and uh one of the things that she has actually done as well is start her own podcast uh pensive uh conversations and you know i was just like looking at it uh even the word pensive we're talking about something that's quite deep uh something that requires like reflection like on a very deep level you know so tandega how are you good to have you i'm fine i'm i'm fine i don't know how you are but i'm fine thank you so much for inviting me to your uh, space please i've been waiting for this day like i think i remember i was telling you like uh, can days just like r- move a bit faster so that we we have this you know yeah <laughs> so this is really really good to finally have this just like your energy your smiles uh to everyone listening you can't see this but uh she's just smiling right now and uh <laughs> it's it's so good just to see the energy uh so today's episode we are going to be diving into conflict resolution and at least like uh the arena of conflicts within the space and spectrum of relationships and uh they don't really have to be romantic relationships but um within the general framework of it as well you know yeah so without further ado i think i'll just like dive into it you know um when it comes to conflict for example right uh at least from your experience um in what sort of areas maybe just a bit about yourself as well like along the hairs where you find yourself in a specific situation and how you react to that it either builds the the relationship or it breaks the con- uh the relationship the connection how has it been for you when it comes to like the dynamics of that so um there's definitely a lot of growth in that area because um i'm not so sure if um most people knew me from like high school or from primary school but those people who've known me for since i was a child have always known that i was always a sensitive child an emotional child so most of the time you'd find i used emotion yeah. um and less of rational or logic so now with growth you start to realize that in as much as it's okay to feel something it's okay to be offended you have to watch what you say and when you say what you say 
So one of the most important things when you're resolving a conflict is you need to calm down and try to see things in the light of the person who said whatever they said or done whatever they've done. Because with emotions, what you say um, cannot be retracted. Like if I say something to you and it's very hurtful, the chances of me being able to take that back are very slim. You, I might be able to take it back verbally, but practically speaking, you're already heard. You've already heard what I have to say. And people have a saying where they say uh, most of the time, what you say when you're upset or when you're angry or when you're very excited is the truth. So the question you ask yourself is, do you want your truth to be something hurtful to someone? Do you want your truth to be something that damages someone? So I feel like over the years, I've had to learn to say, I, I'm feeling what I'm feeling. Let me feel what I'm feeling. But let me deal with the situation when I've calmed down because I don't want to regret anything. And there are times when mistakes have been made. Like you literally say what you have to say when you're upset and other person's upset and there's no resolution. And then there's also times when you realize, okay, I was the problem. Let me apologize. Let me say what I have to say. And you also allow the other person to feel what they have to feel and then respond to you. And it's not all the time that someone's going to accept your apology. So you have to accept that. that oh, okay, I'm going to say I'm sorry. The other person may or may not accept my apology. And then there are also times when you, the offended, have to understand that an apology is not going to come your way, but you have to free yourself of whatever it is. Like you just have to move past it. They matter enough to you, you move past it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's that's a profound way of putting it. And uh I, I, I love um how you, you go from the interaction with the other person and then the interaction with yourself, right? Like, uh, okay, maybe I am actually the person who is wrong in this instance, you know. And like within the framework of what you just mentioned, uh, I observe also conflict resulting from like the inner core, right? To the point that if there is conflict within, it's really hard to manage conflict externally because you as a person, you actually haven't managed to find the dynamics of resolving conflict within yourself, right? So sometimes you're in conflict with either your goals, your values, and um, when another person threatens those values, firstly, you are reacting from, from the base level of what you aim to protect inside that you haven't resolved, and then it becomes a case of projection in the midst of the, the conflict within itself, you know? So I don't know, like when it comes to maybe like um, that inner side, you know, just to reach to a point whereby you say, you know what, I am wrong, <laughs> you know? Uh, I feel like <laughs> that's quite a bit, <laughs> you know, um, it's it's quite a journey to get to a point where, you can actually just like look inward and say, I might have been the person who just like wronged this person. And I think to observe that, it's a case of actually observing the conflict within yourself. I don't know what you think about that. Um, what you're saying is actually true. Like I, de- I never actually thought about it, but the first conflict you ever really have is with yourself. 
And so I feel like in conflict resolution is a, a big part or a big role that's played by self-awareness. Are you aware of who you are as Martin? Like when the lights are, are off, when you're behind closed doors and you're on your own, who are you as a person? Are you honest enough to tell yourself, okay, I am short-tempered, I am not patient, I am ABCD, sometimes I'm rude, sometimes I'm curt. Like I feel like when you are self-aware, you are also a person who can tell yourself the truth. So sometimes like people say talking to yourself is pretty crazy, but it's important to talk to yourself sometimes and say, mm, okay, yeah. I feel like I overreacted yeah, and it wasn't even necessary. Or to tell yourself that I'm a bit impatient. And that person was just trying to let me know that I'm a bit impatient. And it's something that you have to tell yourself. And then also with self-awareness, you are, because you know yourself so well, you know what you can and can't tolerate. You know what you need to walk away from and what you can stay for. So if you're a person who knows that I really can't tolerate this um, level of aggression or this level of uh, conversation or this form of an argument, it's not a crime or a sin to walk away. Like, I feel like um, we're so based on, I need to solve this, I need to solve this, I need to solve this. But one of the things that you do in conflict resolution is something can't be resolved, and that's okay. Like, it's not all the time when we're going to have the same opinion. It's not all the time when I'm going to convince you that my opinion is actually correct or right for you. So I have to sometimes say, you know what, I tried, and let it go. And just let you be experienced will teach you, maybe you will come and realize that, okay, what she was saying was actually, she had a point. Or sometimes maybe what I'm saying might be a point, but it's my opinion. It's not a fact. It's probably based on my own personal experiences. And because we're human beings, we're diverse. Just because you're going through the exact same thing as I, doesn't mean that your experience will be the same. So sometimes resolution is also just letting it go. Silence. You know, um, it's 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 quite beautiful because you you bring in another branch because with regards to letting something go or letting something just be firstly it's awareness and now it becomes a case of awareness of control right so in one instance you're trying to be in control of the conversation or at least of the outcome of the conflict right Let's say in the instance that um, your opinion has to stand and then maybe you don't really have like good enough dynamics to actually communicate it. So you're trying to control the outcome. Then in another instance, it's a case of giving in and saying that, you know what, this time around, let me not be in control actually. And then see how this resolves itself and sometimes when it comes to to that aspect like what you mentioned we often feel like there has to be a solution to literally every single thing you know and uh just diving (laughs) you know and uh just diving into the arena of at least like romantic relationships this is where I've I've observed quite a number of times that it's quite a challenge, you know, where okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it you know, in instead of actually working together, 
it's almost like a tug of war. <laughs> you know, one person is pulling from the other, one person is pulling from the other, and one person is pulling their their opinion or at least their desired outcome. The other person is saying like, no, but we also need to do this, you know? So when it comes to that, whenever there is a tug of war, there isn't a merge of, of like the space, but like it actually like diverts, you know? One person is pulled, like you, <laughs> you sort of like further away from the common goal. And yeah, so within the dynamics, at least like of relationships, like, how do you observe conflict? Like what actually leads to conflict usually, like in terms of like relationships? Um, so relationships in general or romantic relationships? <laughs> Which one should we delve into first? You 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 can actually give me and the audience uh, a glimpse of both. <laughs> okay, so um let's start with romantic relationships. It's important to know that um, in as much as you've met either your soulmate or the love of your life or your spouse or just your partner, you are two different, completely different individuals. You have a few similarities, right? That's what makes you guys come together and get along. But overall, you're different people. You were raised by a, a different set of people with different values. So it's important to realize that just because I was raised a certain way, doesn't mean the way I was raised is perfect or it's, it's the gold standard of raising children. There might be some loopholes somewhere in the way I was raised and there might be some experiences by the people who raised me that will form and shape who I become. So when you meet somebody else, don't be quick to think you're the one who's right all the time. And then I feel like in romantic relationships, um, I was listening to Dave Shetty. And he was talking about how when you're fighting, there are five languages. And I found that interesting because most of the time we focus on the beauty of the relationship. Like, oh, they love languages. Oh, gifts. Oh, acts of service, words of affirmation. But there are also five languages. So sit down with your partner and ask yourself, what's your five language? Are you a person who wants to resolve something then and there? Whereas your partner would rather sleep over it, think about it, actually understand the situation so you find that if I'm a person who wants to put it out in and day, and then my partner wants to put it out like a week later, we're going to argue because I am thinking you don't care about the situation. And he's probably assuming you're too involved, you're too engrossed in something very small, like let it go. So you need to know your five languages and then you need to make a bargain. Um, not all the time can you wait a week to resolve an issue. And also not all the time do you need to resolve an issue in and day. And then there's also issues, like I said earlier, that you can never resolve. They're just these opinions that we have and they are. You, you have to that. agree to disagree. What I think, you have to agree to disagree. Like literally just go like, oh yeah, red is your color. You <laughs> <laughs> know that you hate red, but then it's not really taking too much away from you. And then in the other relationships, like platonic relationships, with friendships, and even with family, what I think actually has worked for me or what works for me is actually understanding a person. So when you actually follow the love languages like Gary Chapman, you realize that there are love languages for children and there are love languages for your siblings and your parents. So when you get to understand a person's love languages, you get to know a bit of who they are. Sometimes I feel like we're very selfish beings. 
we want what we want, but we don't take time to think, but what would my brother want? What would my sister want? What would my friend want? So I feel like the conflict comes in when you're selfish with your expectations and you're selfish with your perceptions or your opinion. Your opinion isn't a fact. It's just something you thought about. It's something that you've experienced. It's something that you observe. But it doesn't mean it's 100% accurate. So allow yourself to be open enough to say, hey, the way I handled that might be right for me, but not particularly for my siblings. And then I feel like with platonic relationships or with like familial relationships, talking it out actually helps. Um, we tend to, to have a lot of things like thinking like when you're the younger sibling, you're scared of a person, the older sibling, um, when you're friends. I feel like in friendships, it's actually very toxic if you can't tell that the truth. At some point in your friendship, you need to have disagreed for it to be legit because there's no way I can let you keep doing the wrong thing when I can see it's the wrong thing and I can tell someone else it's the wrong thing. And friendships are not supposed to have you walking on itself. Like, Yes. Of course, respectfully. I feel like we lose it on the respect part. Just because I'm blunt with my speech doesn't mean I have to be offensive. You can be you can be direct without offending anybody. And also read the situation, like read the room. Someone comes to you with an issue. It's not all the time that they want to like, you know, listen to your advice. Sometimes they just want you to listen. And they cry and they go about their day. Sometimes the person really does need advice. So when that advice is needed, be honest, tell the truth. Treat it like it's you. How would you want to be addressed? And how would what would you want to be told to come through with a difference in opinion? So I think that could be to sum it up. Really. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful because you can also sum it up in this word empathy, you know. And that ability to, to put yourself in this other person's shoes right and then you observe like right now if i'm to react in this way if they were to react to me when i come with this issue how exactly would i feel you know and i think mm-hmm. now that's that's where the balance like comes into play and it's sometimes it's a very thin line without like much awareness but like the more you are aware of certain dynamics and it becomes a fine line, you can actually like see when you're stepping on it or when exactly you're not, right? And I was just like thinking about it as as you were just mentioning that. Um, When it comes to empathy, are you reacting out of empathy or you just want to, to push your narrative of the story, right? And by the way, it's your narrative. It does not mean that necessarily necessarily it is actually true, right? And the other thing is that uh, when we react, when people react, there's, there's a lot of projection. And what is being projected sometimes, it's even like that inner ch- childhood trauma, right? And this is now the platform where Internally, it's almost like a trigger, right? But now they are actually not really responding to this person. They are responding to the trigger, to the trauma that is inside, you know? And because there are many, (laughs) you know, and 
when when you think about it, there are so many things that haven't really been resolved internally. So now there's this internal war that's happening, right? There's this battle between like, this is my identity and this is what I assume my identity is, right? And because a person hasn't really come to terms with that, they haven't really harmonized what's happening internally. What happens in conflicts is just a, a case it's almost like the inner child is crying, you know. It's crying out loud yeah, to be heard. Like almost all the time. You know, but now the way it's happening now, it happens through hateful words. You know, um, I'm also like a, a huge fan of Jay Shetty. Um, I, I, I listen to his podcast like quite a lot. And uh, one of the things that I've also learned, which which is something that I do, is that when there is not even a conflict, but even a hint of a conflict, right? I always have this thing whereby mm-hmm. uh, I practice at least like the 90 seconds rule, right? Where you just like take time to internalize everything that's happening. And you analyze the person's words, right? And then you also analyze the context of the words, right? And also how you know the person themselves, right? So in that sort of way, you're not trying to be impulsive in terms of your response, like just responding on the spot. You're putting everything into context. Mm -hmm. And by taking that time, you might actually realize that how you would have reacted impulsively is a bit different when you actually take a step back to, 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 to process things, you know? And... It's it's quite beautiful when 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 you mention it like that. I think one of the key elements that are quite harder are when it comes to family. You know, with a relationship, Tandega, like you can say we were not compatible, and then tomorrow you wake up and say, you know what, I'll find another person. Of course, in the long run, that doesn't really work because it's like um, you're just being avoidant in terms of like what you exactly need to deal with <laughs> you know yes uh i don't know if you want to jump in on that especially like because now it becomes a case of to what depth because for me when it comes to conflict resolution it also goes with boundaries right boundaries that are related to your values right so mm-hmm. if these certain values are, let's say, disrespected to some extent, right, uh, or certain boundaries that you you would have actually put, if they are disrespected, in what ways do you actually communicate that effectively? Because that's one of the things that you mentioned, that it's a case of not just speaking your truth, but the manner that you speak your truth. Exactly. Um, okay, so when it comes to family, ah, that is just complex. I don't think anyone has figured it out yet when it comes to family, especially when there's a difference in generations. I'm sure you get it. <laughs> it's difficult. But then, um, okay, what I love about maybe my parents is that for some reason, they're kind of getting in sync with our generation and realizing that our generation is a, is a bit more vocal compared to theirs. So 
you're going to tell them that hey you didn't apologize to me but you did everything to me yeah. and then at first they're going to be like apologize to me but then eventually they do but then i feel like with um certain like very complex issues sometimes the best thing you can do honestly is just to love someone from a distance like if it's family that's the best way you can do it because yeah, sometimes you really can't get through you really can't get through and then the more you're trying to emphasize the boundary that has been broken the boundary that has been disregarded it sounds more and more disrespectful as you go so sometimes like what you say you have to look at the context and also look at the person when the person said what they say to you was it out of your wishing or do they genuinely feel that actually the right thing so you have to know when it is to walk away and when it is to fight i think with family it's a given thing there's actually i don't think i'm i'm yet to find someone who has found the <laughs> best way to resolve conflict within a family situation but then within like a relationship situation or like friendship i think communication it communication is not just speaking and then the other person is hearing are they listening to you Like, are they actively listening to what they have to say and do they understand after they've listened to you and then there's also the issue of we said it earlier that you, you're not always right so at some point you need to know what role you play in the conflict like well and good um, your partner offended you um, things are not going so well the boundaries were disregarded but what role did you play in this conflict what role did you play in the whole situation so i feel like with um in romantic relationships it's how you communicate it's your communication like your communication game has to be the strongest otherwise you don't move <laughs> like you do not move and also i feel like when it comes to boundaries um there's um someone disregarding your boundaries it's a mistake and then there's a habit and then there's just complete disrespect so you need to know at what level the boundary has been disregarded and you also need to know how much of the fight you're willing to, 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 to give it because there's also your peace of mind. Anything that costs you your mental health is probably not meant to be for you because your mental health is one of the few things that you really can't replace. When it is in shambles, it's really in shambles and so you need to safeguard yourself. But as much as you are taking care of yourself and you set up these boundaries, those boundaries shouldn't be walled I feel like we have a, we, we tend not to know the difference between me building a wall around myself and me placing boundaries. That's very true. Like, yes. And most of the time we're building walls so that people don't come in. Boundaries are simply meant to guide people on how to treat you. I don't think walls do the same thing. Walls literally shut people out. So if you're going to shut people out, it's very difficult for them to get through to you, even if they want to apologize, even if they want to understand you, it's difficult. So in romantic relationships, I feel like the communication, it's important to know that, okay, we're communicating. Um, he's listening to me. Um, he's hearing me. But did he understand what I'm saying? And then also one thing that I found very helpful in my own relationship was actually literally telling him that sometimes when I'm telling you something, I'm just thinking. Like, please, I'm not there for any therapy session. I just want to win. I just want to get it off my chest, laugh about it if I must, yeah. cry about it if I must, and that's that. 
So because he was like, I find it difficult to tell the difference. I don't know when you're thinking and when you want me to say something. So we literally have to say like, oh, I'm just here to bend. And then I go on and on and on. It's and really on good because it, it, it creates those. It's basically, it's like clear communication and there's like clear intention when it comes to even like how the other person can actually be there for you as well. Yeah. yeah. And at first it sounded like it was something pretty silly, like, how don't you know that I've been to like, but my tone is different. But then the thing is, we come back to being different individuals. There are some things that some people take lightly and that there are some ways people also resolve their own conflicts. Like in my case, I'm a person who really wants to get closer sometimes. I've only learned like maybe a year ago that sometimes I don't need closure. Closure is even more painful than just not knowing why something was done or why something is happening. Sometimes closure is not necessary. And then there are people who generally have known this for the longest of time. He's one of those people who've known this for the longest of time that I, I don't need closure all the time. Sometimes it's fine. Like whatever a person tells me, that's what they told me. Let me accept it. So you get to learn. Interacting with different people, you get to learn how they resolve their own conflicts. And then you talked about the inner child, which I found very, very interesting because I feel like my inner child used to just sweep things under the rug. No, I'm not confrontational, I'm not going to say anything. And I felt like confrontation was a disrespectful thing. Uh, I'm, I'd like to say and believe that my inner child is gone. <laughs> because lately, I'm like, let's talk about this. What's going on? Why did you do this? So I feel like when you actually know what your inner child was lacking, your growth actually comes really spontaneously. And you actually realize that the way I was relating to certain things was because of how I used to feel about it. But now I've evolved. So it is important, like you say, to know your inner child. What was the inner child lacking? What was the inner child good at? Um, How can I like bring out my inner child as the positive? Really? Because no one wants no one wants their negatives to come out to play. So I think it's important. Like all those facets are like, you just have to deal with your demons at some point. That's how you're actually able to see where you go wrong in a conflict. Because if you don't know what you do wrong, you will never know that you've gone wrong. Okay, so I actually love uh, what you were just like saying when it comes to the inner child, right? and uh how we're just like linking that to how a person just resolves conflict because most times you observe that the dynamics that a person grew up in especially with like the way they experience conflict and also the resolution of conflict when they were growing up mm -hmm. to some extent it's almost like a mirror of that image and um, it also has this accumulative effect when you think about it, because it's almost like bottled up emotions. Like, in a, it's like a volcano just like waiting to erupt and it builds up, it builds up. And then the moment it erupts, then of course, like it's chaos, right? And uh, I've observed that most times when it comes to relationships, the conflict that is being resolved or people are trying to resolve or the conflict that is happening at that time, it's not the initial point of the conflict. 
it's something that has been bottled up for like so long. And then have you ever had this instance whereby an argument just like breaks and people start mentioning things of like six months ago, you know, like there's this time that you did this and the other person is like, what, <laughs> you know? So exactly. Yeah, like and then, <laughs> yes. And it's like, don't, don't, don't tell me you're forgotten because there was also this and this and that, you know? So it's it's like an array of 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 these things that were bottled up, and now they are just getting in within this zone where it's actually not really the subject matter, but because this is now the platform this person now has at least emotionally to like let everything out, and then it just becomes destructive, you know. Yeah, that's true. And actually, you find, I feel like, um, okay, the inner child is one way of putting it. There's also, like, a victim mentality. Like, they're just people who are always victims. Every time when there's a conflict, um, they're always the one who's been offended. They're always the one who's been wrong. But I feel like even a victim has a role that they have played. So if we're saying that, okay, your inner child has some unresolved, anger issues or unresolved issues in general and the way you were failing to resolve them is the reason why you turned out the way you turned out as an adult then we're also saying that you should actually say it out like it's important for you to mention it in any form of relationship like i have an issue with abcd growing up i never knew how to resolve abcd as opposed to you saying you always do this to me you always do that to me why do you always do this to me you are more of a victim, but I feel like even victims have a role that they play. So as much as you might be the one who has been offended, it's important for you to know the role you've played. And the role you've played is allowing certain things to happen. Like if you set clear boundaries and people have understood your clear boundaries, the role you are playing is letting those boundaries be tempered with every now and then. Person comes in and you say, okay, let's give an example of, let's say you have, um, we'll talk about etiquette on the phone. Um, maybe you have boundaries that you put in place, like don't call me after 7 p.m. Um, if someone calls you at 7.30 and you pick up the first time and say, but next time don't call me at 7.30, call me before 7. And they call you again, this time at 9, and you still pick up. And they call you at midnight and you still pick up. Technically, you're trying to tell them that the boundaries are not really... They can be pushed. You say them out loud, but you can compromise if you need to come here. So you have a role that you do play, even if your inner child is damaged, even if your inner child still doesn't understand certain things. You have a role that you're playing as a victim. So it's important to know the role you are playing and be able to avoid playing that role consistently. That way, how I avoid the role I'm playing it helps teach the next person not to do it to me. It's, it's not just a statement to say, if you love yourself, right, people will know how to love you, or if you treat yourself well, people will know how to treat you. It's an actual thing. People teach you how you want to be treated or how you allow them to treat you. So when it comes to conflict, what role are you playing? Ask yourself, what am I doing that's making this person keep doing this? Am I too lazy here? Am I too soft? Like, Am I letting them get away with it all the time? 
ask yourself those questions and just be honest with yourself. Sometimes um it's as simple as I overreacted. <laughs> Yeah. And so and the the solution is right there like I overreact and I really shouldn't I should do the 96 thing and literally just calm down a bit because sometimes I feel we're not honest also we are offended consistently but we're not honest with ourselves like what is actually offending me is it what they said or is it a trigger that you feel you find most of the time we're just triggered human beings walking around projecting onto people and the question is how do we covid if you don't address the trigger so the trigger is the inner child and if you don't know what your inner child is lacking you may not resolve it and also i still and strongly believe in the let things go now <laughs> some okay. things are really not justified like um sometimes you find that you have a friend and you guys have known each other for 10 years you've known each other for 20 years or you've known each other for 2 years and you're really You're a really solid pair, and then one thing comes in between the two of you, and you have like an argument. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, how important is this argument? This is the relationship that I have with my friends. You will find that the the argument is really just you trying to prove that you know it all, or I'm better, or I'm wiser. You can let it go. You can let it go and keep the friendship because the thing is, unlike um objects and qualifications and other things. you can't replace a good person once they're gone they're gone so you have to also be able to, to balance and say is it worth the fight no it isn't okay let it go um is the fight necessary to build a relationship yes it is how do i fight then now, now you come to the fight language does this person understand my feeling or does this person understand my soft gentle voice and then you go from there so yeah I think the the aspect of letting go is quite important because like inversely like uh you can also observe that there are certain spaces that constantly trump over like your boundaries which of course affects you emotionally and mentally and it's also really good to also let those go because there is healthy conflict if i can put it like that because healthy conflict it's like you you pick up like the um, the fight languages like what you mentioned right but you also pick up like the communication skills right so resolution yeah. in itself it it counts and it's also like a build up of that communication right how you communicate when this is happening right so within that ambit it's healthy conflict because it's allowing you to grow as an individual but it's also allowing the relationship to grow whether it's with like a friend a partner family right but then you also find that there is the toxic form of like a conflict where instead of you growing it's actually doing everything to actually push you back you know and in those instances like letting go is actually really good because you observe that within this space is doing more harm than good to me i'm actively trying to become better i'm actively trying to become more aware of even my triggers right but then you find a space where you're constantly triggered and it's not like the other person doesn't know you've communicated that a couple of times but then like what you were mentioning that 
don't call me at seven. Then the person goes 7.30. Then the next time is eight o'clock. Then the next time is like midnight, right? So that also shows you that the person that you're dealing with doesn't respect you enough to even respect these boundaries that you have communicated, you know? And sometimes it's actually even not worth your energy to even try to get into a conflict with that specific individual because already it's almost like, firstly, it, it, it can be an unintentional thing, right? But then when it becomes a pattern, then that's intentional. And you can observe yeah, like, <laughs> yes. And <laughs> like, you can actually observe like how that actually affects you as well. And there's, there's, there's a very profound uh, way that you put this. And it also goes to like um, when you are reacting to see that you're not really projecting. It's also because most times we are mostly angry or upset with ourselves instead of the other person. We are upset with ourselves for allowing ourselves to push our boundaries when we know that, okay, after this, I can't, I'm being pushed to the edge, right? And then we are upset and angry at ourselves for actually not really doing anything about it. So now that becomes a buildup of internal anger towards ourselves for allowing this to happen when we knew that we could have actually stopped this and there was a time that we could have actually stopped this you know uh i experienced that one time where uh it was a context within a, uh, of a relationship of course and then after some time i thought i was actually angry at the other person and then i realized that no I was so resentful towards myself because time and again, I had allowed every value that I had, every boundary that I had to be stepped on, right? And now it was it, it was a case, <laughs> yes. So now it was a case of me getting into a space of even forgiving myself first. Like channeling that forgiveness. Sorry? What was that? Um, forgiving yourself is actually, I think, way harder than forgiving someone else. That's that's from, right. Anyway, for me, like, there are so many things I still haven't forgiven myself for. Like, what? I was in that situation willingly. <laughs> wow! Like, it's it's an epiphany. Like, oh my goodness, how was I still? How was I managing for so long? So it's important that you forgive yourself. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you actually have yourself, right? So when this person leaves, yeah. they have they have done the damage, right? Fair enough. They 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 have like trammed on every boundary, on every value, on every good thing that you hold, right? But now it's 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 just you and yourself. That's where self introspection comes into play as well. That's why it's called self introspection. You're literally stepping away from the external environment to see how that influenced and affected you. And now you're reflecting on that internally and seeing at what point did I allow this to go too far, right? And also the, the same extent that you allowed it to really go far 
is also the same extent, even further, that you need to forgive yourself, like that room for forgiveness. And I think that's really important, like when it, when it comes to just like forgiving yourself for allowing this this space to to even exist sometimes, you know, at least when you had control yeah. to actually like do something about that. Yeah. Forgiving yourself is very hard, actually. Like, I feel like it's probably one of the hardest things to do because it means that there's a lot of layers that have to come off and a lot of exposure. Like, you have to expose yourself and say, okay, I got into that situation reading me. And the sad part or the funny part about it, I find it funny because sometimes you willingly get into these situations. You can foresee it most of the time that this is really not a good decision, but you do it anyway. But then the regret is the one that just comes to remind you that that was really not a good situation to be in. And now for you to forgive yourself, it means you have to accept blame. And who blames themselves? None of us blame ourselves. It's always Martin, Jane, Judy, everyone else. Yes. Myself. So it's important to realize that for me to forgive myself, it means I have to be honest with myself and say, whoa, I messed up. That's on me. And then start working on the forgiveness. But then it's really important actually. Like that's a very important point you brought up that part of conflict resolution is actually the part where you forgive yourself. Not for the role you played, but sometimes for like your reaction, sometimes for what you put yourself through, sometimes even for the things you thought were for the good, but they're actually breaking you. Yes. No, that's that that that's very true. And within the uh, aspects of like uh forgiveness at least in the in the context of relationships like after you have harmonized everything that has happened like internally and at least to some extent you're at peace with it and then there's like internal healing that's happening right um let's say it's within the context of a relationship and it's still an active relationship right um how do you think is actually like the best way to forgive the other person for what they have done or maybe they are doing? Hmm. That one's actually very, <laughs> that's very, that's a very interesting question. So first things first, when you forgive yourself, I think it opens a very open door for how much of someone else you can forgive. Hmm. Sure. But then there's also the aspect of um you can forgive. You might be a spontaneous person when it comes to forgiving, but how quickly can you forget? Because it's the forgetting part that might be a problem. You might not forget as quickly as you forget. And that person is supposed to give you the grace. Um, I usually say for the duration of which I'm forgiving you is is now. Like I just found out you knew about certain things because if you're doing them, you had enough time to forgive yourself. So now that you've come to me to ask for forgiveness, most likely you've forgiven yourself already. So allow me that time. Give me the grace period that you gave yourself. If you took six months contemplating something and then you come and apologize, surely you can't expect me to forgive you in one minute. But at the same time, it's not healthy to hold on to stuff. So if you're going to, to forgive, Unfortunately, you have to forgive. Like my mom always says that you can't forgive and not forgive. 
But that's the most difficult thing, though, because our minds are so, so good at keeping information they really shouldn't keep. So you find that you're remembering the words, the context, the body language. You're, you're remembering so many things, and that's the hardest part. But I feel like also another thing, especially when it comes to relationships, is sometimes you can get help um, if you can't resolve something. There's other medium that you yes. can get help from, like their self-help book, their podcast, their therapy. Like as crazy as it sounds, like even up to now, I feel like it's a very crazy suggestion that someone tells you to go to a therapist. But I feel like that's actually a very good idea where someone who's unbiased and very neutral in the situation can give you proper advice. Because sometimes maybe you're you're forgiving and forgetting something that you shouldn't be forgiving and forgetting. It's something that you shouldn't even be tolerating in the first place. And then you find also that there are times where you are refusing to forget something that under normal circumstances is just a by the way. It's something very small. And then the, the person you've gone to for help, therapist could be the actual psych therapist, or it could be a counselor, like someone older than you, someone who's walked the path before. You could go to church, depending on like how solid your church values are. You could go there and actually get help. So I feel like sometimes, Conflict can also be resolved by others with you, especially in a romantic relationship, because sometimes you find you're just fighting, and no one wants to listen to the other one because the other one feels that their feelings are more valid than the other person's feelings. So sometimes you can go out and get the help you need. But then those people helping you can also be able to tell you that, okay, this is really not worth fighting for. At this point, you can let go. At this point, come on. If I do over A, B, C, D, that's a small issue. Like, there's worse. Um, so, honestly, let it go. So, I feel like sometimes you also need to know when you need help. I think that's 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 quite important because at least we have touched on the conflict side and now we, we are touching into, like, at least the resolution side, right? Uh, so, it's like conflict resolution. And... Um, from 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 what you just said, uh, I can pick up like the importance of the support structure that you build around you. So like within this support stru- structure, it can be like therapy. It can be like even friends whom you know that whatever they're going to say, at least it's not coming from a judgmental point of view, right? It's actually coming also from a place of love, right? And that structure is really, really important because that's that's how you move as well, you know. And I think what also happens is that many people have a different version of the structure. So it's a structure, but it's not a supportive structure. It's actually a destructive st- structure, <laughs> you know. And um, we, we have had instances where a person goes to a friend or like friends, depending with whatever the structure is. And then the people will be like, that person did that to you? Like, how could they? You know, it's 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 like they're 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 putting salt to your wound, to an open wound, right? They are they're adding they're adding fuel to like an open flame. So instead of you actually resolving stuff you actually go back into a space of even 
heightened conflict internally because of the structure that you're a part of, you know. So I think it's really good to also understand the dynamics of what a support support structure is, not just a structure, because many people, or at least some people have structures, but they're not quite as supportive. They don't help in terms of like the healing. They don't help in terms of like the growth levels where you can you can look back to what happened a week ago or like two years ago or five years ago. And then you look back and you look at yourself now and you can literally trace how you have healed, right? That's a supportive mm -hmm. structure. And then in some structures, you observe how you're even in a worse position now because they are also feeding you these words. Because, like, like what you said, like words stick, right? So it's it's now a case of this structure is even amplifying the problem rather than helping you resolve it. So that's a very, very good, uh, good thing to actually mention when it comes to that, you know, yeah. yeah. So even what you mentioned today, when you look back, you're supposed to be able to see growth or at least be able to pick up the mistakes you made. Like when I look back and I'm like, yo, the person who dated me when I was 20 probably suffered a bit. <laughs> but then like um you're supposed to look back and be able to actually trace the steps and say, Okay, I've improved on in this field, this field, this field, and I still need to work on ABCD. And that's also very, very that's like very reliant on your support system. Are they people who tell you the truth? The people around me really tell me the truth. Sometimes I don't really want to hear it, but then they tell me the truth. Yes. So I'm able to say, okay. When they tell me that I messed up or when they tell me it was my fault, it really was my fault. <laughs> when I look back, I'm like, that was definitely only. What can I do to change that? Because it also doesn't help to look back and still do the same thing. Yes. At all. Right? No, that's 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 very true. Uh you know, Santiago, like it's 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 really, really been nice. And what I can observe is that we can literally continue and like going on and on. <laughs> And uh, I, I, I've seen this, like, uh, even, like, with the previous guests, like, you know, when you just, like, get into it and you're just, like, loving it. And, you know, that's one of the things about this podcast. You know, like, when you love what you do and um, one of, like, my love languages is actually, like, words of affirmation, right? So sometimes oh, even, <laughs> yeah, so sometimes even just being in a space whereby I'm sharing the words, like, it's it's also like me just giving out my love language, sharing it with other people as well, you know. So it's like you, you just dive into it and you get so like absorbed into it. So it's it's actually quite beautiful, you know. Yeah. This has been wonderful. Yeah. So okay. Um I'll just have three questions for you before before we finish. And uh, these ones, you can just like answer them in like uh, a sentence, right? Uh, whatever you, also makes you feel comfortable. Uh, so the first question will be, what makes you feel inspired? So it does not have to be within the context of like our discussion today, but as a person where you are right now, just like reflecting, I mean, from the time that uh, I last saw you in person, 
and <laughs> you know and like right now um because like looking at you right now like the 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 glow the growth it means that there is something actively inspiring you to do what you're doing you have your podcast right now which is also focusing on like areas of healing areas of growth right so there has to be like inspiration behind that uh what makes you feel inspired so it may sound like it's a very simple thing but i think i'm inspired by waking up every day like i'm in um a career that makes you see the bad side of sickness and the bad side of not having good health so waking up every day is like wow i've been given another chance to just be myself and to do anything i possibly can under the sun so i think just waking up every day is inspiration enough for me and also seeing other people who want to be what I'm what I am who want to do what I want what I do but can't do it that's like inspiration for me okay beautiful beautiful uh the second question for you tandega um what is the greatest advice you have ever received um that's so the greatest advice did <laughs> yeah it's really I've received quite a lot of advice, but I think the greatest to date, um, which I which has stuck by me is the one my father gave me. Um, I think I was stuck in high school, and he said, um, be humble, stay humble. Humility will take you further than any qualification can. Profound, like profound. That's why I'm loving like doing this with you today because <laughs> they, 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 there's that connection because it's it's something that I also hold dear to actually yeah so I appreciate you also mentioning that and I appreciate uh your 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 dad for just like you know having those words that still stick up until this day so beautiful and uh the last question of course like uh this is for everyone who's listening right now any last words to the listeners. Okay, so I was saying it's been a very good um talk. It's been enlightening, it's been insightful, and it's been fun. And so to the listeners, I say um it's a quote I read on Pinterest. I think it's be you, do you, for you. Every single thing that you put yourself to should be solely because you want to do it and it makes you happy. And happiness is something intrinsic. Happiness also isn't um a steep slope. It's it goes up and down. So just because you're feeling sad doesn't mean that you're not happy. Just because you felt a bit depressed or you felt a bit left behind doesn't change the fact that you're a happy person. So embrace who you are in your completeness. I think that's all I have to say. Wow. You know, the, the, the beauty of it is like I also get to learn a lot and uh <laughs> Thank you so much for for such an amazing uh discussion. You've been so active and uh with it and uh there's just a lot to reflect on which is really good. So even after this from my end as well it's just going to be like moments of self introspection as well just like from the words that uh we were sharing and uh to our listeners definitely there's a there's a lot to take away from this. And um so 
continue sharing the episode. Uh, so far, we're really, really doing good. Uh, it's like every every day that I check, there is like a new country on the map saying that we have new listeners from 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 this region. So that's really good. So that means that people are sharing this. And uh, if you know someone who's also like in need of just like listening and hearing about like how to resolve conflict, uh, the dynamics or the ambits of conflict and uh, how to resolve it, feel free to share the episode. And lastly, you know, growth is no destination, just checkpoints. So thank you for just being here and this checkpoint. Love and light from the Nitram Archives. Selah. Mm-hmm.